Well, first, I'd very much like to thank Carol and Betsy for lending their musical talents this weekend to give our music director, Valerie, a reprieve before school starts. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. When I was in grade school, my worst and most detested subject was gym. I hated to run, and we all had to run those miles, and I absolutely hated it. It was awful for me. I couldn't stand doing it. And I was actually in the sacristy before Mass talking to the altar servers. Matthew, the one on the tall one on the left, is in cross country and track, I believe, right? So he likes running. And I was talking to him about his uh, running, and I told him that I, I hated running. And he said, well, I ran six miles yesterday, was it? And I said, that's awful. <laughs> and then Bodie, the little one, said, it's not that hard. But for me, it is. So the reason why I bring that up is because in the second reading that we hear today from the letter to the Hebrews, St. Paul reminds us that we are called to, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, he says, let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that clings to us and persevere in running the race that lies before us while we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. So to me, that idea, this understanding of what St. Paul is speaking about leads me to believe that following Jesus will be difficult. And I think ultimately we can all agree that Jesus calls us out of ourselves to himself and most of the time calls us out of our comfort zones. But St. Paul reminds us that we must keep our eyes fixed on him, that we must persevere in running the race, that we must be willing to do this work no matter how difficult we may seem it to be, in order to follow Jesus. You would think it would be easy, but it's not. As a matter of fact, Jesus in the Gospel reading today tells us, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. He's come to inspire us, to teach us, to call us to something great. It's a movement of our own lives and hearts. He continues on, Do you think that I have come to establish peace on earth? We'd like to believe that the Messiah, the one promised by God the Father, did indeed come to establish peace, to offer joy and love and mercy. And of course, he does offer that. But he doesn't do it in a way that establishes peace on earth. Because when we, are, as followers of Jesus Christ, are led to the truth to follow after it, we recognize not only that is sometimes that the truth is hard to follow, but there are many, many people unwilling to follow it. And that creates a great deal of tension. He says, I have not come to establish peace, but rather division. And it's not just a division within a community or a group of people, but a division between people who love each other. Three against two, two against three. A father will be divided against his son, a son against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a mother against her daughter, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That one makes sense. But the reality is, is that we will be divided because those of us who proclaim Jesus as our king 
are called to live a life worthy of him. To live a life that is oriented towards truth in the midst of so much darkness and anger and hatred, even in our own families. Jesus tells us that he is preparing for this baptism with which he must be baptized. How great is my anguish until it is accomplished. When he speaks of this baptism, he is not speaking of his baptism in the Jordan. See, that has already taken place. He's speaking of the baptism of the cross, the crucifixion. See, Jesus is perfect because, of course, he's God, fully God and fully man. And even him, the true Messiah, the one promised by God, the one who spent his three years in ministry healing people and giving them goodness and truth and mercy and love, was still crucified. And so if we as followers think that we can expect or deserve anything less, then we have a rude awakening coming our way. If Jesus was led to the cross in his perfection for preaching and living truth, then every single one of us will experience persecution as well. And that is why St. Paul reminds us that we must persevere in running this race, that we must not grow weary, that we must always keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ. Because without that, without our eyes being fixated on our Savior, there is no hope. Without hope, there is nothing. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we approach him today upon this holy altar, as we are nourished and strengthened for this road ahead, as he calls us out of ourselves and to himself, to a greater and deeper conversion every single moment of every let us be willing to open our hearts, to receive him, to be worthy of him, and to respond to his call no matter the division it may lead in our lives. Because we have hope. And through hope, we can experience joy, even in the hard times, most especially in those times.